Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin. I'm the C. Uh, I've been abandoned uh, by Zijan the Z, and instead with me is James the J, I guess. Hi, James. Hello, yes. Good to be here. Uh, otherwise known as Mr. Star Wars. This <laughs> is, uh, yes. Uh, every time Star Wars has a film out, I, I don't know whether you realise this, but you've signed up for life now. This is, oh, uh, yeah. It sounds like ordinary. Disney's, if Disney have anything to do, they'll, they'll keep making them for a long time. So. Here we go. Um, so, yes, you've come here to, to give your views and to correct me on all my Star Wars errors I will no That's doubt fine. make. We'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, last time you were on the show, this is your second time on the show, last time is, I yes. uh, asked you all about your, your film history and, and what have you. Um, and if you listeners want to hear that again, they can go back to the last episode when we talked about Rogue One. Um, I, I assuming you're, you're, you haven't changed dramatically in that time. Well, in terms of... No, no, um, not really. Well, in terms I, of anything, I mean, has... How oh, life, Jeremy. No, no. How's the last bit year been? No. Yeah, it's been all right. Yeah, um, yes, very standard. But, um, I did realise going to the cinema yesterday to see the Last Jedi that three out of the last four films I've seen at the cinema have been Star Wars films. Right, um, that's very good. So yeah, Fantastic Beasts being the other one. But, um, okay. We don't go to the cinema that often. <laughs> no, <laughs> say. Fantastic Beasts, one of the few franchises that isn't yet owned by Disney, isn't it? It that's is. The... Yeah. Well, it's only a matter of time. But... Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. So yeah, today, today we're talking Last Jedi. Uh, we're also we're going to have a little another Star Wars quiz. We're going to presumably maintain the tradition that whenever Zijan isn't on the show, I lose the quiz um, <laughs> and much much more. Uh, first off, we'll start with a bit of news. Uh, I have hinted at this, but it turns out that Disney has bought Fox. I don't know whether you saw this one, James. I did. Yes. Yeah, I, I'd seen a bit about it in the week before leading up to it, and um, and it obviously from their perspective, and from a Star Wars perspective, it makes sense for them because. Fox basically owned the rights. So when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they mm. got the rights to episodes one, two, three, five, and six, and onwards. But um, Fox had the rights to episode four, The New Hope, um, in perpetuity. So they basically. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. So that essentially, they they didn't own. They didn't have. They had the rights to A New Hope. Uh, so obviously, okay. if they buy that, they would do. So it completes a set for them there. That's, obviously, that's also, a very expensive uh, bit of completion. It is, but obviously, it completes some of the some of the Marvel um, franchises that, so X Men and so yeah, well, X Men particularly. Um, yeah, well, I think Fantastic Four might be the one that they, they they jump on first. Yeah, yeah Fantastic um, Four. Both both of those obviously would come come into the Disney fold uh, as well through this deal. Obviously, it's a it's a huge huge deal. It's yeah. obviously looking to try and take on. Netflix, Amazon, Facebook, the kind of the, the Google, Apple, yeah. the major kind of players in the, the digital yeah, marketplace. Yeah, because Disney have already said they're going to launch their own streaming, as you say, Netflix competitor. Yes. And they already had yeah, MCU and Star Wars, which I think was going to be enough to get a lot of people watching it. And well, I think that's the thing. And, stuff, but, yeah, and obviously, given that they're, they've announced they're going to be doing a Star Wars TV, a li- live-action Star Wars yeah, show starting yeah. from a few years' time as well. Obviously, that'll be a huge thing. And... Yeah, obviously, if they can have that exclusive rights for that on their own streaming platform, I'm sure there'll be a, a lot of people subscribing to it. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd subscribe just on that basis. I'm, 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 I'm on Netflix, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not on Netflix, so I think I don't know. Okay. I mean, I think yeah, uh, and they'd obviously have other Marvel, their Marvel, yeah, I, I, I shows as well up, as well as film backlog. Yeah, back-up. I mean, I, I signed up to Netflix in the first place because. Uh, because I wanted to watch Daredevil, and mm. those kind of that, that that whole world is has, is still good, but kind of not as things like The Punisher. Nothing that anyone was particularly excited by uh, mm. that came out recently. But yeah, it's the same in some ways because I think Fox are actually doing some good stuff with the X Men. Logan uh, came out uh, yeah. this year, which is very good, and um, yeah. TV series Legion, which I'm halfway through, mm. is 
I'm, I'm not really well I've never seen Deadpool but that's it's not really my thing but that's, yeah. that's doing well as well so they're, kind of, they're taking risks and we'll see whether they're still allowed to after, after yes, this well, a lot of money um, and a lot of money if, it, if the deal gets rejected by kind of antitrust kind of laws or competition mm. commission etc I think it's about two and a half billion um, that'll cost Disney um, All right. if it doesn't go through <laughs> so uh, yeah that's way not to acquire things. something well exactly yeah. yes so um yeah, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, no, it obviously will be, be a big shake-up. And uh, I saw... It's, it's funny kind of seeing the various different people who responded to this, because basically whatever their pet favourite thing is. So, obviously, um, Star Wars uh, for yourself, James. I'm thinking about MCU quite a lot, but there's some mm. people saying um, uh, apparently uh, Buffy and Firefly were owned by Fox. Okay, so, uh, yeah. So, there's a, a Joss Whedon... Uh, website mm. that was saying, oh well, they must be bringing back Buffy. Then they must be bringing back Firefly. I yeah, don't know if yeah, they well, back Firefly. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be open to. I've never actually seen Firefly. I know it's obviously very, very much kind of oh, cult so classic. Good. And there's only one so season, good. isn't there? That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's the film Serenity, which was um, yes, basically the sequel to that. Yeah, I, I I don't think Fox ownership was what was holding this back from the season two, but you never no, know. No. Uh, yeah. There you go. Um, the other other. Odd week uh, news of the of the fortnight was um I, I don't know whether you're a fan of Star Trek at all. I, uh, I have seen the new uh, the new films that have come out. Um, oh yeah, but uh, apparently yeah, Quentin Tarantino Quentin Tarantino wants to make a Star Trek film. Uh, right, <laughs> yes, that would be a would be different. Yeah, I think he said this a while ago, and everyone kind of assumed he was joking, but um, but now I think he's actually in talks to do it. So. Uh, wow. Would you want to see? Uh, I, so I, I, I'm not. I mean, I, I, like you, I've seen the new Star Trek films, but I've never really seen anything else. But um, mm. if we move into the Star Wars world, would you, would you want to see kind of what our American friends call R-rated and what we call 18-rated? Would you want to see that kind of thing in a um, film or Star Wars film? Uh, not particularly, but I, I can see why there'd no. be market for that. I can. I mean, certainly. Well, it depends on what's making it uh, an 18. I think if it was, yeah, yeah, kind of on the 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 violent side I probably wouldn't be as fast as some of other things but um yeah I think if yeah. if they went back and did kind of um something in one in the old republic or like a Sith hmm. Sith Empire type base like set thousands of years before in what was probably more there's obviously a lot of violence potentially there yeah. um, I yeah. don't know if you've seen any of the um the old so the old republic which is like the online um all right role, like game that there is still still running um it's set in that kind of older period and, and there's okay. loads of Sith everywhere. They've done a very, very high quality kind of um traders for it. Um oh, yeah. and yeah, there's there's not more violence there. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean I, if it's Star Wars I'd probably watch it. But um because yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yes. I'm not a Tarantino fan really. I mean I I've, no. I've seen Pulp Fiction and, and I can see why people like it, but it's not really mm. my my thing. I, no. I, I think it's a shame because he's talked said yeah if he did he'd want it to be R rated. I think mm. I, you're, you're probably the same, but everything that makes a film 18 rated is something that makes a film less enjoyable for me, yeah, whether yeah, it's yeah. violence or sex or drugs or swearing or whatever else. I think yeah. those aren't things I need in a story. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I can't... I don't know, I, I could see potentially Star Wars thinking, mm-hmm. let's, let's make a small budget spin-off that's like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah. I, I, I think ultimately what they're wanting is... Yeah, Disney going to be going for whatever um, gets them the most money. So, if if they felt if they felt that something just to be cynical, about, well, it's their investment that they're trying to get back. I mean, ultimately, yeah. if, if they thought that that would be a market for that, then they might go for it. It'd probably be more likely in a TV um, scenario than in film. I would have thought. I think the films they'll always want to try and keep as broad based as possible. Um, I was things things like Logan and, and Deadpool being R rated and being mm. very successful. Yeah. 
I think it has probably made executives think think twice. But y- yeah, yeah true, it's certainly, certainly, certainly not one of the big tentpoles, but maybe... Um, no. We shall see. Right, let's dive into The Last Jedi. Mm. Uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, directed yes. by Ryan Johnson. Uh, we will talk non-spoilers first, then we will make very clear we're talking about spoilers so that all of you who are scared of spoilers can switch off at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, when when we recorded last time, James, you'd, you'd been hanging out with the cast and, and crew of, of Rogue One have, to watch yes. twice that sort film. Of, yes. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Uh, in an exciting uh, screening and Q&A session. Yeah. Was it as exciting this time? Uh, well, I didn't have that this time. I, di- I didn't get no. to go to the. Ryan Johnson get... didn't come so high. Curious, no. I didn't get an invite to the uh, to the premiere at the Royal Albert Hall on Tuesday, which was that's, that's disappointing and clearly clearly an administrative oversight on their part. <laughs> yes, um, but I, did, I didn't. Problem. I wasn't yeah. on the same. I didn't get the same kind of prize draw offer. Put your name in a hat, kind of thing this time. So no, there we go. But um, so yeah, no, was, yeah, you had to see it with with the disgusting public. Is yes, that... absolutely. <laughs> but but the wonderful Beth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, no. Was good. Uh, wow. there was a guy there. He had the same Star Wars Christmas jumper on as me. So I thought I'm, nice. I'm in good company here. <laughs> nice. I as as I was leaving the cinema, um, someone came in in full Kylo Ren costume. It's impressive. I was, I was quite impressed. Yeah. Very good. I say, I, as, as listeners might be able to tell, I got a bit of a cold and it was even worse then. So I watched it in a coat and scarf in the <laughs> cinema. <laughs> yes. But uh, never mind. Let's, uh, let's kick off. Mm. Um, in, in non-spoilery terms, uh, were, you, were you pleased? Were you disappointed? Were you... Yeah, I was pleased. I, I think um, it's difficult. I, I certainly went in with very high expectations. I think okay. beca- because of all the hype in terms of, um, I, I, I say, Ryan Johnson being given... Uh, the, the kind of the opportunity to, to do the next trilogy that they're mm. going to do in a few years' time, and obviously clearly they're very happy with with it, and it had very yeah. Yeah, those who'd sort of seen the early screenings or knew of it were saying how great it was, taking new direction, yeah. etc. Um, I saw some five star yeah. reviews, best yeah. one yet, quite a lot of people saying. Yeah, yes. yeah. So there's there's lots of mm. I think um, I, I'm well, so I went to see it last night. Um, so that's Friday night. Um, mm. So it was. Um, yeah, I, I was pretty still processing it a bit. I think there was a lot to take in. Obviously, it was the lo- it's the longest running time of any Star Wars film. Um, pretty much dead on. I think it's about two hundred, yeah, two and a half hours. Yeah, minutes, so. are you familiar with my two and a half two and a half hour rule of films? Which is what that they shouldn't be over two and a half hours. That is precisely that. No yeah. film needs longer than two and a half. And I think this was one hundred and fifty two minutes. So um, I'll, yeah, I'll. I'll let them. Uh, no, I won't let them off. I reckon those two minutes they could have shaved out of yeah, that film. Well, I saw it, I saw a brief interview with Ryan Johnson the other day. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he was saying his first kind of first cut, rough cut, was over three hours. Obviously, yeah. that was never going to be the final film. But there, there was a lot of a lot of footage that was was taken out, including some. He said uh, some whole sort of sequences that they had in there that they had to take out. So. Um, yeah, it's funny because obviously, I, yeah. obviously I, I've not. I actually avoided watching the trailers, so I watched the first one mm. and maybe the second one, but I haven't watched one for a while, so I don't know whether they. I'm assuming it wasn't as as bad as Rogue One in terms of whole whole scenes being. No, no, not at all. Um, no, not so. There weren't reshoots in the same in the same kind of way. Um, from my memory, everything that was in the trailers was in the film. There's okay. certainly lines. There were kind of lines that were spliced together in trailers that weren't in the that were in different mm. bits in the film. Things that in, things that are made to seem like one context in the trailer were actually in a completely different context in the film. Ever. So obviously, yeah, that's, what we, that's what you expect them to try and throw people off the scent. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk characters in, a, in as non-spoiler way as mm. we can. Um, so obviously, uh, 
Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He's back. Um, I don't think there's any spoiler to say that he says a bit more than he did last time. He does, yes. Yeah. Um, so Force Awakens, he kind of just looked um, at, at Ray in the last couple of, well, the last 30 seconds or so. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was great in this. Really great. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it was, yeah, it was um, obviously, I mean, having just rewatched the original trilogy in the last mm. few weeks, like, it's just a completely different style and type of performance. Yes, because I mean he's very very whiny, isn't he? In episode four, particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, and, and even kind of yeah, his he's kind of he's still very young looking, even in episode mm. six. Um, so to see him kind of thirty years later, grizzled, yeah. bearded on this island, um, yeah, obviously it's a very different kind of performance. Um, but, but yeah, but it's he very looks, powerful. Looks great. I mean, he looks like you might imagine an old Jedi would look. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's probably why the beard was it. Um, but yeah, really strong because you know. I've not seen a lot of Mark Hamill in other things. No, um, well, he's not been in that much. He hasn't done much, yeah. Um, so you're never quite sure is he going to be able to pull it off. But um, he had one of the bigger roles, I thought, I mm. said. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's been sort of said um, in the past, in terms of this sequel trilogy, if if episode seven was, kind of, in terms of looking at the original cast characters, mm. was kind of Han's movie, Yeah. Um, that uh, episode eight was going to be Luke's movie. And obviously... They had intended then for episode nine to be Leia's movie, obviously because yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Sad death of Carrie Fisher. That's not only really possible. So we'll come on to they. I'm sure a bit later on about yeah, what yeah. episode nine nine might then look like. Um, but yeah, certainly he is. He is kind of the the, the main presence through the through the mm. film. Um, so we've got Ray obviously back. So I I, yeah. I I was trying to decide who who the lead actor of this film was, and I couldn't really decide whether it was Ray or not because I think Ray was definitely the lead of Force Awakens, in that you kind of saw everything through her yeah. her journey. Well, I think it's Ray and Kylo Ren. I think I think they're they're kind of yeah sort of base of uh, on kind of the light and the dark side. Um, but yeah, yeah I, th- I think in a, but then I think Finn um, F- Finn has a good amount of screen time as well. Um, we see see probably him doing a bit more. Uh, and also Poe, we see a good bit more of Poe than we saw. Um, certainly more more of Poe. Yeah, I, I I was a bit disappointed with how little Finn. So he had subplots and stuff, which we'll, we'll come on to. Yeah, but um, I thought he was he was better served in in Force Awakens. He's, he's a very charismatic actor, and, and yeah. this seemed a bit more of a, a bit more dampened performance. And I would have liked to have seen a bit more from him in this one. I think. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, Ray, I thought did a good. She, she's obviously very new to the business, Daisy Ridley. Mm. But, um, yeah. Sure. But my, yeah, I think my, the standout for me, uh, even more so than Luke, uh, was was Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. Yes, very, yeah, very wonderful. Much so. um, yeah, I might might go so far as to say uh, the best Star Wars villain. No, no, that might be. Well, I mean, that's a yeah. Um, I'll probably come on to that later. I, 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 hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I would say best Star Wars villain, but certainly a very different type of villain. Um, mm, okay. Very okay. different kind of. Um, a lot more going on in his character. Um, and his motivations yeah. and where he's coming from than we've seen from Darth Vader or the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, who are a bit yeah. more kind of classic villain. Um, obviously, Darth Vader, it's not a spoiler to say that he's redeemed <laughs> at the very end, um, 30, 33 <laughs> years later. But um, I think that's probably... Yeah, like, apparently, uh, he's Luke's father, is that? <laughs> good, well, that is shocking. Um, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, um, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, spoil that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very... Yeah, it's a, it's... Yeah, Kylo is obviously much more. Uh, we saw in, in um, episode seven, very conflicted, uh, mm. talking about being mm. seduced by the light um, in episode seven, and, and kind of uh, we know from we know we know from the from the novelization of Force Awakens that when he um, <laughs> kills Han Solo, 
spoiler. Um, <laughs> he doesn't feel he do, he's expected to feel much stronger after doing that. But actually, he feels a lot weaker. He feels okay. it kind of crushes him. He, he feels awful, um, and that's not what he'd expected at all. So, hmm. I was getting all that from all getting all that from Adam Driver's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it's not. Um, yeah, so he's obviously coming, obviously carrying pretty much straight on into the. Yeah, uh, it, it, he's coming in in a not in a very settled place. Still, he's um, obviously mm. been injured. Mm. Sort of end of Force Awakens, we saw he was injured. Yes, and not in a good way. So um, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's funny that um, sometimes some some of this seemed to be an attempt to to kind of retcon a couple of things from, from, from Force Awakens. So when one of the characters says to him. You were so shaken by by that that you you lost a, a fight to a girl who'd never held a lightsaber before. Yeah, and I think I'm sure I'd seen that complaint on on social media and things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. yeah. It is it's a it's a fair enough point to make, but it is it does. There are certainly a number of things that will come on to that 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 are addressed in terms of stuff from the yeah. uh, well, actually, from even from the prequels as well, from prequels and original trilogy, and from Force Awakens. I think there's there's okay. bits that it kind of. Uh, ties in there, um, which is interesting. In fact, the, the, the whole of Rogue One was just to explain why Death Star blows up when you yeah yeah you hit one vent. Well, so, uh, great, what, what a great way to do it! They <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. They, they nailed it. Yeah, so we'll come on to more of all that stuff in in, in spoilers. Mm. Uh, I tell you what, I didn't like mm-hmm. the Porgs. Porgs. And in, in, as, in as much as they were really pushed in the marketing and, and kind of, yeah, this is kind of, we all fall in love with the Porgs. They can't uh. really make this film. So for those of you who haven't seen it, um, uh, I guess I, I kind of crossed between a seagull and a penguin. Yeah, or a guinea pig. There's a bit of guinea pig in there. Okay, well, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's slightly hamsterish. Um, yeah, and I think that, I, I didn't mind though. I thought they were, they were quite cute. Um, they were clearly designed from from a marketing, marketing perspective. Yeah. They're very, very cute. That's- I'm trying to think in in the history of film, the only thing I can think of that's so clearly just there to sell toys was uh, C3PO's red arm in Force Awakens. Well, yeah. uh, yes, um, but I think. Uh, I not- sorry, spoilers. Uh, this isn't really spoilers, but um, I noticed the arm isn't red anymore. No, <laughs> jettison that. But no, I think it is. Even at the end of Force Awakens, um, he's he's got his his normal arm back. I think. Oh, did he? Has oh, he? I think so. I can't remember. Uh, even though I only watched it on Wednesday, um, <laughs> I think he has it back, but. Yeah, and no, I think okay. the thing is, I mean, I'd say Porgs not as bad as Ewoks. I mean, compared to the Ewoks, people people seem to hate the. Well, people genuinely do dislike Ewoks a lot, but um, I, I I would argue the other way. I've I've quite an interesting article, kind of at least putting out that Ewoks at least they have character. Yeah, true. That, I mean, they're, 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 sen- the they're sentient beings uh, in a way that the, the Porgs aren't. I mean, yeah, and no, I I think I just find it's, let's go back to Return of Jedi too much, but obviously, uh, yeah, the hmm. main issue I have with them is just that. The, how they managed to take on a whole battalion of apparently the best stormtroopers uh, with fairly wow. flimsy weapons and take them all it's, down. Uh, it was a it was a Vietnam metaphor, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. yeah. But, um, okay. Yes, if, no. Everything, I, if, everything was a Vietnam metaphor. Thought, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, I thought I thought they were fine. They didn't uh, they didn't particularly annoy. I think the the creatures generally were fine. I, I think um, mm. on Akto. So we'd had we had had. Hopefully, it's not too spoilery beforehand about some of the. Other, the other creatures there, like the um, caretakers, who'd been trailed beforehand. But um, the, the caretakers remind me. They're the uh, the nun, the nun-like 
creatures. Oh yes, yes. yeah, I could live with I could live without those as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're, they're only about uh, two two scenes, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's. I mean, they're fine. I didn't really have a. Yeah, the porgs were fine. They, they in, in the context of the film, I didn't object to the porgs. I think it was just the marketing around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was quite glad that they didn't do much. Um, yeah. well, we had a new character called Rose, mm-hmm. um, who I thought was. Fine. Yeah. Didn't make a huge impression. I certainly not as much as the new character introduced last time, but yeah, I thought yeah, it was, it was a good performance from Kelly Marie Tran. I thought, um, yeah, that it was uh, obviously it was trying to introduce a different dynamic of someone who's not kind of well, I suppose it's not it's someone who's not kind of an obvious hero in terms that she works in maintenance and she kind of mm. gets suddenly swept up into going going um, into the, the the wider adventure. And, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's something that I think, yeah, it was. It was a good addition to the cast, but yeah, no, it wasn't in terms of plot wise, didn't add a huge, a huge amount. But I thought it was a, she was a good, good addition. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll probably come back to later in terms of, um, yeah, I think that's I think it's, her part. So. It, interesting that, um, so I was on the reading on the Wikipedia, there's, there's a kind of a shortlist apparently of female cast members, which, um, had, uh, Gina Rodriguez, Tatiana Maslani. Which I might be pronouncing wrong, and Olivia Cook. I, I must have not heard of Olivia Cook, but the other two are both um, uh, Hispanic actresses. Mm. And, and uh, this is the only role I can think of that they would have been up for. So uh, okay. it seems they were very keen to kind of push the diversity. And yeah, yeah. Decided uh, not to go that direction uh, in the end. But um, mm. I think Star Wars is good at that, without uh, kind yeah. of slapping you around the face with it it's kind of like well why wouldn't we have yeah it's, just, it's the, the nature of the guy obviously there's always been a, yeah. the, the contrast between the the empire obviously yeah, where it's kind of Nazi kind of imagery of mm. being very much kind of white and and also very much human, uh, anti-alien um, yeah I guess if you can hang around with a, a giant squid and a and a, uh, and a big bear why can't you hang around with a black guy um, that seems very reasonable yes um. <laughs> <laughs> yes I've just left running through my notes. I think um, so. I, I think I'm more or less out of non-spoilers. I don't know about whether you're happy to move it, on to spoilers. It's very difficult dancing stuff. around without trying to say it too is, much. I think it? it's probably, yeah, probably time to, to delve into the fullness of the the plot and everything that happened. Um, cool. So I just, I, probably, I, I just say um, I enjoyed it a lot. I think I came in with big expectations as well. I'm not sure. I I, I think I still prefer Force Awakens. Um, mm. I'm not sure. Just it, the absolute joy of seeing that film and thinking they've they've nailed this yeah. when when they could have messed it up so badly was. I, don't, I think that's going to be difficult to beat. Yeah, I, I think I think largely there was some, I it, it all. I'm sure it'll be different on a second viewing. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it was um, it was so much to take in because it was quite long. So many different things going on. So many different plot lines going on. I think just you're when you first viewing, you're trying to take it all in, trying to see everything that's happening, not miss any details. Um, so you don't necessarily kind of relax and just kind of absorb it. Although there's there are certain moments in there that were just fantastic and that real mm. classic, both on an emotional and an action mm. level, mm. Um, that were just amazing. Um, yeah. That, yeah, so I, I felt yeah, it it was brilliant. It was very good. I enjoyed it, but I had it came out kind of slightly sort of just a bit not shell shock. That's too strongly, but certainly kind yeah. of um, with a lot of thoughts, and a lot <clears throat> a lot to kind of process from it. Thinking, well, okay, that okay, well that means that okay, yeah, and trying right. to think it through. So I spent the last day kind of trying to okay. think it through in that way. But well, yeah, you, you it, got a big you got a big notice board with bits of red string tying different <laughs> things together. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, no, I, I it is it is very good. Um, and it's gonna it'll it'll be it's a very worthy it's kind of sequel on from um, mm. episode seven mm. and um, I think yeah it's it's, it's clearly continued on 
this sequel trilogy in an show episode nine hopefully will be just as good and make it a fantastic kind of trilogy together. I hope so. But it's hope um so. yeah, I think if you compare it to some of the other um yeah, so you know, it compares very well against the prequels. Um mm. is it better so, than uh, Caravan of Courage? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> I've, I've never actually seen either. I've never seen it. Um, no. I saw the first ten minutes or so of the Star Wars Holiday Special, but um, that's very brave of you. I've never. I couldn't I've not got on that. that. It, it was on YouTube, I think, so you can you can find yeah. it. There, but I, I've not done the series yet. <laughs> we move on yeah. to spoilers then. Spoiler um, alert! Spoilers! 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 Alert. <laughs> Right. There we go. Um, right. So there, there are lots of there are lots of questions set up by Force Awakens. Mm. Some of them were answered here. Some of them yeah. some of them weren't. Um, so Ray's parents. We all speculated madly for 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 a year, two years. Yes. Um, I I was fairly convinced she was going to be Luke's daughter. Um, I don't know what you thought. No, I I definitely didn't think that. I I, I know no. that, was a, that was a very popular theory. I didn't. I think it would have been just a bit too obvious, and I've raised mm. too many kind of odd questions around. Both who her mother would have been, but yes, also kind of where, why he would have left her on Jakku, those kind of things. Um, but yes, so so it turns out our parents nobody just just a couple of couple of people didn't want a kid, and so or left behind. Are they, Colin? Ooh. Or are they? Obviously, uh, yeah, that, that, that's obviously what Kylie Ren is saying. Yeah, um, if he's saying that based on some kind of knowledge of the Force that he knows, but I mean. He is obviously in that moment when he's obviously this is in the throne room that he is trying to convince her that she's got nothing. She she does not. She, mm. The past is gone. She should just join him. And in fact, everything he's seen has been kind of put there by Snoke, effectively. Yeah, so like, I'm, I'm whole... not convinced because mm. I think that I mean, obviously, yeah. The, there's the bit in her kind of force force back vision from Episode Seven where she sees the sh- the ship flying off. Obviously, if that's a true recollection on her part. Um, with her with Unkar Plut, Unkar Plat, like is that is that kind of um, yeah? She was she was mm. screaming for these people to come back. Um, yeah. But all, I mean, there is stuff. I mean, Jakku. It just seems. I still. I found this on watching the other day. It just seems very coincidental. Still, that you've both got Law Senteca, who's the old guy played by Max von Sydow at the start of oh, yeah. Force Awakens, happens to be on Jakku within walking distance, basically, of where she mm. lives, and he's okay. got the map to Luke. Kind of, you got the Falcon there. Just, I, yep. I mean, obviously, it may just be plot-wise. It was convenient to have these things together. Yes, maybe. But it does seem quite a coincidence. Obviously, you've got the battle, of, the battle of Jakku, which obviously has been covered in kind of non-film sources. Was a major battle one year okay. after the Battle of Endor. It was kind of the the end of the Empire, essentially. That's oh, why really? you've got the, the kind of the, the all the crashed star destroyers on Jakku. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And apparently, also one of the things you find in that, is that there was a it's called a light side nexus. Um, is it really? Some kind of center of the light side that was on Jakku. So okay. it just feels like I don't know. I, I wouldn't take it as apps, but yeah, mm. say it, it would seem that they're that's where they're pointing that it was. Because I, I liked that. I, I I don't. It's one of the many, one of the several ways in this film that they didn't take the obvious path and, and yeah. they kind of su- surprise you. And, and I I really appreciated that. I think there's too much in films of saying ah so and so is so and so's daughter or yeah. son or yeah uh, I, I think it's good no, I think it's good, definitely a good thing that she's not Luke's daughter and I'm sure she won't be uh, be found yeah. to have been uh, or anything related to Obi-Wan Kenobi or Palpatine or any of the other okay. major theories I don't think but I think there could be more to it I was expecting almost when he said about you know who your parents are for her to mm. say you don't have any it was just an mm. illusion um, which obviously is a kind of a Anakin style uh, thing and harking back to, to obviously to episode one, 
No, I've only seen episode one once. Um, this is just a. Well, Shmi's guy, so Anakin's mother basically says, uh, or Qui Gon says to her, and the father, and she says, there was no father. Mm. Um, and, that, and it's hinted in some of the other material, which I don't know, and it's, I can't even remember, I don't think it's canon anymore. The Darth Plagueis novel said, basically right. hinted that Plagueis and Palpatine, Palpatine had kind of conspired to try and create life, and wow. that's how kind of Anakin had come about. But I don't know if that's still canon. Because we had that scene where um, where Ray went to the dark bit underneath the island and she mm. wanted to see her parents and she saw a picture of herself. Yes. I thought, so, so I thought, yeah, also that they were going to go for the you don't have any, but um, and I don't think I don't yeah I don't think we're going to meet them because I think obviously Maz Kanata saying in episode seven the belonging you seek is ahead of you, not but I like the way you say obviously and then put out a line that I can't remember at Sorry. all. But that's, so Maz yeah, Kanata that's, that's straight after Ray. So it's because I, I watched on Thursday night. Yeah, fair because. Uh, Maz, speaking to Ray just after her force back vision, yep. she says, the belonging you seek is ahead of you, and Ray goes, Luke. Mm. But that was not... So, yeah, obviously, because that, that's what the, the vision mm. points to. And it's very interesting, obviously, the way in which that vision is... Um, we sort of see aspects of that in, in, in Last Jedi as well. I'm doing the same on, on mm. just on Ray's kind of experience in the cave. I feel it was it's interesting, because obviously it's, it's supposed to be a dark side, kind of yes. strong with the dark side. It didn't seem... That dark. I mean, if you compare to Luke, compared to Luke yeah. in Empire Strikes Back, where he's faced with a Vader who he attacks, and it turns out to be he's is his face inside yes. Vader's yeah. helmet, which is pretty dark. I mean, it's kind yes. of uh, very dramatically done. Ray kind of just this fall she falls into mortar and sees a mirror. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I I I gotta say that scene confused me. I maybe it's supposed to, but um, it did. It, it didn't. I didn't really understand. I, I like the fact that it kind of she was effectively tempted by the dark, I suppose, although she fairly quickly turned away. Hmm. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they spent very long kind of planting seeds of will Ray go to the dark side. So the, uh, the, maybe there's... So the, the scene we talked about where we're uh, in the throne room where, where Kylo and Ray are, are hmm. effectively team up and then and then just destroy everyone. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. fantastic yes. Scene, uh, uh, yeah, uh, should, one, should we just the... talk a bit about that? Because I know that's a pivotal yeah. scene. In fact, I mean, particularly, obviously... You've got the bit of um, her arriving there. I mean, I, I think it's interesting, obviously, not to try and draw too many threads together at the same time, because we should talk about the old yeah. the kind of thing about is this a how different is this to the previous films, etc. Yeah, yeah, and kind of drawing on um, themes, etc. But obviously, her arriving at the, the Mega Star Destroyer uh, is very much, very much like the throne room scene from Return of the Jedi, in mm. that it comes there voluntarily, hoping yep. to. Turn his father, who's himself conflicted, but what is going to turn him over to the emperor? Hmm. The same way Ray comes, and actually, Carlo always intends to give her to Snoke. Um, yes. Although he is conflicted, he clearly is conflicted about it in the same way Vader is in yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts on um, on Snoke and and him being fairly summarily sliced in half? Well, that's the thing. So, so Snoke is incredibly powerful because mm. um, we've been told that Ray and, and and Kylo as well, I guess. But Ray is kind of one of the greatest um, Jedi, or has the potential to be the greatest Jedi for however long, and yeah. it's got all, all this power. And he's just battering around like it's nothing. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think it was it was fascinating kind of to see that. And then yeah, you say it's very similar to 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 Darth Vader and the Emperor. Mm. Um, I felt I, I I thought it was again a good twist to say you've been waiting two years to find out who this guy is. Well, who cares? He's dead. Yeah. Um, I quite like that. I thought mm. the line should have been rewritten where because it became too obvious that's what they were going to do when he was doing his 
you, you sense what you must do. You will attack the person who is your true enemy. And I thought, well, this yeah. is, he's clearly going to be mean. That it's actually yeah, well, him. You, you see that you see the lightsaber twiddle, mm. and actually, you kind of know immediately that's yeah. what's going to happen. Whereas actually, they could have, I don't know, unless it, it could have been more obvious that Ray potentially was doing it, but she wasn't. She was so kind of trapped. I, I like what um, they did, yeah. and 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 the fact that also, you, if I guess for a moment you think, ah, maybe she's turned him like like Luke turned Vader, mm. um, and then the way that scene plays out, where he's like, join me, we we can rule the the empire, yeah. we'll rule the galaxy, and you think it's not what we thought it was going to be, and I, I like that. I just felt no, that, that moment was could yeah. have been done a bit better. But, um, I don't have a problem with them um, kind of. Echoing, and I think that's something that people mm. obviously criticised Force Awakens for strongly. Yeah. I, I Star Wars has always echoed itself. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure last time I probably talked a bit about Star Wars ring theory and the kind of the ways in which <laughs> it's very long. You can go and look it up on the internet. It's very long um, blog posts about how the prequels. I, I, and, I did ring theory in, in maths. It's probably not the yeah, same. Yeah, it's probably a bit different, <laughs> I think. But anyway, it kind of of how Star Wars basically rhymes and, and kind of parallels between different bits. And sequel Star Wars. Set. Um and so, certainly yeah, uh, certainly <laughs> episode seven. I mean I was just going back to watching mm. the other day, like the the way in which Star Killer Base is blown up is very much more like the Death Star two than the Death Star One in the, yeah. the way in which they kind of go inside it and shoot it and then explode it and they kind of just about escape. Um Yeah. So I, um that kind right. of thing. I mean, as you say, Force Awakens was was criticised for that, and I think it's a valid criticism. I think it's what mm. this, what it needed. They needed yeah. a kind of bring your character in, tell a good story, show that we can do this. And I, I love that film, but yeah, it probably adhered a little too closely. Whereas, as you say, the echoes in this one, I think, were done better, um, done more subtly, yeah. still fairly, I mean, fairly obvious, but kind of not not hammering it home too no, hard. No, I don't think so. I think that, yeah, obviously people have drawn on saying that the, kind of the final battle on Crate is quite like the Battle of Hoth. Um, obviously, they come yeah. at different ends mm-hmm. of, the, of the of the film. But I think, I mean, the one that stuck out the most to me was, and from that throne room scene was when Snake shows Rey the transports being shot. Um, it's okay. very, very yeah. similar to the Emperor showing Luke the mm. uh, rebel fleet being destroyed. Um, at the Battle of Endor, and then he's and then he kind of goads her into attacking him. It goads Luke into attacking mm. him, and the same way Snake goads Ray into trying to take him on. And obviously, yes. he's kind of yeah. bats her away. But no, it is, but it is, and it is different in the way. Yeah, the way it then pans out, it's not mm. that that Ray then that Kylo and Ray are then suddenly on the same team. Mm. Um, I mean, that, just I mean that that fight sequence against the Praetorian Guard is just fantastic. I mean, yes, yes, was, well I mean, that very is well brilliantly yeah. done. And I think the fact that they all have different weapons and the different kind of battles mm-hmm. in it, and like the way in which at the end, the um, she throws her lightsaber and Kylo takes out the last one just by mm. sticking a lightsaber through his head. Like, yes. it, I mean, that was just a, a brilliantly done fight sequence. I mean, really right out there yeah. with I think with with Star Wars fight sequences, uh, very yeah. well done. I don't. Yeah, I think I think I agree. It was. One of my favorite, if not probably my favorite, scene in the film. Um, mm. Sometimes you think that the, 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 and this has always been a Star Wars issue, the kind of how strong or, or, or skillful opponents are is set to be how strong or skillful they need to be for the scene to work, rather than anything yes. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Which is fair enough, because um, I yeah. say the stormtroopers, who are the most accurate shooters in all the galaxy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless someone's walking in front of them um, slowly, which goes. Oh yeah, of course, yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. So I mean, but the, obviously, yeah, the way that scene ends with with Ray, and obviously, the, I mean, the way in which she kind of puts her hand out, but then tries mm. to grab the lightsaber, and, and I think it's hugely symbolic 
obviously the, then that light that lightsaber which is the first lightsaber we ever saw in Star Wars mm. um, Anakin's old lightsaber and which was Luke's lightsaber then basically being torn apart yeah. by these two mm. people who so kind of Luke's kind of uh, disciple gone wrong and one who's kind of tried to mm. redeem him and tried to bring him back and light and dark balance and then they split that lightsaber in two yeah it's okay. a, a very powerful moment um, um, when I was talking about kind of Adam Driver being, being possibly the best here I think it's, mm. it's in that scene particularly where he kind of shows a full range of, of emotion yeah. and it's and a very strong scene as well because I think yeah I think she, she's fine but sometimes in the earlier scenes I wasn't Maybe a little bit wooden, not terrible, but a little bit. Mm. Um, and she really, when she was kind of like, yeah, Kylo, don't do this. Um, thought, okay, yeah. that's she's nailed that one. Yeah, well, that's, that's another whole dimension of the film we haven't really touched on. Obviously, is that the kind of Ray Kylo dynamic in terms of mm. their basically their kind of visions of each other and communicating through yeah, the force, yeah. which obviously we then find out that Snake's just manipulating it and he's he's doing it. But because it's almost almost felt yeah. like they're trying to play a romantic side to that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, which I, I, I don't think they. Well, I think I'm probably just teasing us a bit, but um, no, but it's certainly a, a powerful emotional bond mm. in terms of both of them feeling their lack of belonging and and those kind of things. And obviously, she's still very angry about him. Just well, only the matter of days before having killed Han Solo, uh, yes, who she was just yeah. starting to kind of bond with and see as a bit of a father figure. And she feels. And, obviously- I, was, and I was waiting for the. It's because they're cousins, but no. Um, how, how wrong? <laughs> yes, how wrong no, I was. no, but. Um, Speaking of uh, light and dark and, and, and Luke's uh, apprentices, um, did you ever think that Mark Hamill... Mark Hamill? <laughs> did you ever think Mark Hamill was evil? Did you ever, did you ever think that Luke Skywalker was going to turn out to turn to the dark side? Because that was that was rumoured a lot. Um, no, I, did, I, th- I, I, I think I always felt that he was going to be very disillusioned and feel... Mm. Kind of, I mean, yeah, so he essentially... Uh, it was interesting, the whole thing about him having cut himself off from the Force mm. completely... I think this is getting into some technical Star Wars lore, but um, are you going to say midichlorians? Well, no, a bar- <laughs> in one of the comics that came out earlier in the year that which oh, yeah. I didn't read, but I did sort of see about mentioned that one of the Jedi in that took it was called a Barash vow, which basically is when a Jedi just cuts himself off from the Force okay. and, and doesn't vows not to kind of use it. Um, but anyway, I, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm I, I think Luke's basically, um, yeah, Luke's basically so. yeah, cut himself off from the Force and therefore from any kind of contact with with forced ghosts as well um yeah yeah it, I, I think it's good and it's interesting this is the first proper use of flashbacks we've had aside from ray's vision in episode seven hmm. but kind of a more kind of an interesting we see that same scene of luke kind of, kind of going to ben solo hmm. in his content three three times that we see it three times slightly different so we see the first time round. Just, just walking up. Him seeing, mm. And then we see, second time from Kylo's perspective, actually, if you look at Luke's face, in mm. Kylo's one, he's very dark. It looks like he's turned yeah. to the dark side. He's like e- really evil look. And then you see yeah. it from Luke's view of, of him having contemplated for a second and then having not, mm. just, I decided not to, but it's too late because Ben's already seen him and then yeah. he obviously then plays him apart. But, I mean, interesting question there. I mean, so Luke says he had about 12, he took 12 kind of apprentices to start a new Jedi yeah. Temple Academy. And then Kylo basically killed half he said he killed half of them and left with half of them. Okay. So that's basically presuming must be the Knights of Ren. Knights of Ren uh, who yeah, we yeah. saw in, in Ray's but we don't see them at all. I mean no. are they still around? Are they are they hmm. dead? Um is there Yeah, yeah. That, that's a, still a loose end, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and obviously it's highly I mean it, it 
high probability that we'll see that kind of period of Star Wars um, timeline in either a animated series or a live action series or of some at some right, point. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that obviously they they've given themselves 30 years of kind of Star yes. Wars timeline completely blank basically apart from a few novels at the start and a couple of bits at the end. They've got yeah. a huge amount of time to fill that they can fill with content over the next however many years they choose to do so. But we don't, yeah, we don't see any of them. So that was an interesting interesting detail. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I go back. I mean, I, I never really thought Luke was going to turn out to be dark. I know that they kind of tried to push that a little bit, but um, but that was a again. It was, I think that, yeah, the whole the triangle of of Kylo Ren, Ray, and Luke, and the kind of the ways they interact with each other. Yeah, the, the film did best there. I think where it was focusing on those three relationships. Well, yeah, three yeah, oh, very, and, very much so. And the relationships, yeah. um, and yes. very subtle kind of uh, well built. And and I say maybe maybe that's at the expense of building up Finn's role, building up Rose's role. Yeah, I think so. um, I, 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 certainly the the reviews I've I've been reading today and some of the stuff I've seen that reaction. I think that scene is the strongest part. The the kind of the the Luke Ray Kylo dynamic. Mm. I think I mean I, I would have I would have happily seen more of Luke, but I think he said when he does then give her these sort of oh well, in fact I mean firstly to say that it's a fantastic way all all that kind of suspense about what happens on the cliff top when she offers him the lightsaber and then we actually see it he literally just chucks it away <laughs> and mm. strolls off. It's a great I mean, it's a fantastic yeah, way to play that of just kind of in terms of confounding everyone's expectations and and just really highlighting where he's at kind of um mentally in terms of his yeah he I doesn't say, want anything the, to do with this for the first maybe 45 minutes hour of the film i think the, the tone the aim for a lot more jokes and yeah personally I, I felt a lot of them didn't land um i i, I mean this is probably one of, one of my objections to force awakens that they played the humor a bit too hard and mm. um i didn't I, like i said having gone in thinking i haven't heard these reviews and stuff i was sitting there thinking oh i'm not sure about this um so the, the humour didn't work for me okay. a lot of it. Yeah. So him chucking the him chucking the light said wasn't yeah, it wasn't bad, uh in, in that respect. But some of it I think they they really leaned into it and, and then kind of almost entirely uh not after that point, once you kind of got I think probably after the Ray Luke training. Yeah, it sort began. of eases you in and then yeah, because you see obviously you get the humour uh, yeah, when when Finn and um Rose first meet. I mean but, but, but yeah, the bit with yeah, I did feel the bit with right at the start with Poe and Hux mm. with him kind of Going on hold, are you on hold? And it just—it yeah. was a bit, yeah. It was a bit too. It was, it was, it was okay, but it, it didn't quite work for me. I thought this, yeah, so, so, it so didn't real, quite feel like Star Wars humor. It felt no, a bit kind of no. Mm, that worried me yeah. a bit when I that happened. Thought is—is is that what they're going to do in this one? I'm glad they moved away from that. Yeah, um, um, and we did see flashes of that with Poe um, in the first one. So when he um, when he's with Kylo Ren at the start of Force Awakens. When, he, when they first meet on Jakku, he's like, "Oh, who talks here? Do you talk first? I talk first. How's this go?" He's kind of wisecracking. He is. I did. I didn't love that in Force Awakens, no. to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I think. I mean, Han. I, I, I love his kind of sardonic yes. character, and yeah, I yeah. think that that really, really works. And, and Poe, I can see it working. But um, yeah, I think it's fine. But yeah, I think it's yeah, it's um, obviously we see different aspects to Poe's character as well. Later well, on, I did but... like that one. One joke I did like was when. Um, uh, Ray tells Luke she's from nowhere. He's like, no, no one's from nowhere. Like, Jakku, okay, that is nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yes. Enjoyed that bit. Um, yeah, I say, uh, no, I, and I think when Luke says, it's interesting Luke's comments about when he is giving this lesson to Ray, saying about the Jedi and basically look at the look at their hubris. They basically allowed Darth Sidious to rise and take over the galaxy mm. at the height of their powers, yeah. um, like the Jedi, which I think is obviously, I think watching the prequels again, 
this this last few weeks. I've, I think I've, more and more I see how they're they're trying to say that it's it's not said obviously. And I think if you watch them as a kind of thinking, oh, the Jedi's are the good guys, uh, and that's what the film's trying to say, then yeah. you miss out. Actually, that there's definitely a strong undercurrent there. Of, well, this is the Jedi completely going against their beliefs and and they're kind of not attacking kind of um philosophy um mm. and, and i think you, you sort of see them all especially through yoda you see it but it's and his kind of grief at what they've become um mm. yeah so i think for luke to say that obviously yeah it's, it speaks to that um that yeah. strain from from the prequel era and, and why he thinks the jedi just needs to end, the jedi order just needs to end Mm. Um, so speaking speaking of Yoda, mm. um, that was the, the the surprise cameo in this one. We got yeah, we got Yoda oh, back. A, I, I did I did enjoy that moment. <laughs> that mm. was great when he yes. disappeared. I was like, yes, that is fantastic. Exactly. It's very well done. And he felt quite kind of the kind of the the, the comic um, giggling Yoda. Yeah. It felt quite um quite like his episode five self. Yeah, much much more. Yeah, much more like his original trilogy kind of persona. So, yeah, it's kind of mm. slightly madcap and getting rid of the false tree. Yes, which I mean, the whole force tree and ancient texts and all that stuff—that that feels feels like it's been dwelt on a lot more uh, in kind of uh, around the films as opposed to in, in the films. Yeah, well, it, 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 because it was in the first trailer, it's in the teaser trailer. Uh, it showed a picture of the books, and I was like, "Oh, oh my yeah. goodness, what is it? Is it the the Journal of the Wills, which is the kind of in the original early drafts of of Star Wars um, okay. back in the seven like George Lucas's early things? It essentially was designed to be kind of." Um, Basically, extracts from the journals of the Wills, the adventures of Luke Skywalker, sort of thing, um, okay. or Luke Starkiller, as he was called. Anakin, Anakin Starkiller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Anakin was. Um, yes, and it was as the Wills were seen as these kind of spiritual beings, eternal beings, who kind of oh, yeah. told of the thing. And obviously, and because you had the guardians of the um, Bays and Chirrut being guardians of the Wills, mm. and also the one. Force Awakens yeah. novelization, which I haven't read. I just emphasize, but I have okay. read a few Star Wars books this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it opens with a quote from the Journal of the Wills as well. Okay. So it's clearly it's something they're trying to re- they are re- reintroducing into kind of right. Star Wars um, content. But I think it's good that they didn't focus too heavily on it. No, no, no. I think and, and kind of you know, obviously he's probably dismissive of them saying not exactly page turners were they. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Star Wars, but I've like. I think I'm not in a minority. I have not read the books. I've not played the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, well, um, yeah, they, they always need to make sure that the films, particularly, are as you should never have to have read or seen any other content yeah. apart from films to understand what's going on in the films. It, it's interesting to add bits in, and it helps to. Yeah. Know, there's lots of Easter eggs that you see and go, "Oh, that's exciting!" But actually, for the average moviegoer, it should be it shouldn't be anything that leaves someone going, "Oh, I didn't." Didn't understand what that was about. It's, yeah, and even if it's like you remember that scene in episode one, well, this cause I think, well, okay, no, I don't. Yeah. Um, but that that was one of the, one of the kind of echoes of when we had the kind of a close up of of Yoda and we had Luke in the background. It was very much like the um, uh, Yoda and Obi Wan. Uh, there is another scene from uh, Empire. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so as a, as a Star Wars expert, James, tell me, Force ghosts. What mm. powers do they have? Because they seem to be able to cause lightning. Um, yeah, that was interesting. I, I think, well, basically, from from what we understand, it was something that Qui Gon Qui Gon Jinn first learnt to do. Basically, after he died, he somehow learnt um, how to come back from the dead, sort of thing, and because he's one with yeah. the Force. But he he was only able to do it by voice, and you see that in the, in the Clone Wars 
animated right. series. And it's, it's mentioned at the end of episode three, and in, in mm. one of the yeah, cut scenes from that, the uh, deleted scenes, I think it goes a bit more into it. You never hear him, but you do hear him a bit in the um, in the Clone Wars TV series. And okay. then, yeah, so clearly it's something that he then teaches to Obi Wan and Yoda, who obviously both are able to do it. So they can they can hang around and smile, yeah. which seems to be the extent of their powers. Yeah, obviously they the can give trilogy. advice. Yeah, so obviously in, in the original mm. trilogy, we see them give advice and speak. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can hit people with sticks. They can. Yes. Well, yeah. So that's the um, yeah. So you do it's um, I suppose maybe they get stronger in their powers over time, but yeah, he, he certainly kind of manipulated. Was able, yeah, was able to manipulate the environment. I suppose through the force, he's supposedly one with the force. He's able to do that. Mm. But yeah, I, I and yeah, obviously that comes back to another. Big thing. I mean, how how because there had been talk of Anakin being as a Force ghost in episode. Eight. Yeah, I, I was I was half expecting him, but um, yeah. I, well, I, I thought when I saw Yoda, I thought you were going to see yeah. Luke kind of ignore him and go towards the tree, and then Obi Wan appears and he ignores him, and then Anakin appears. He's like, whoa, hi. Uh, okay, um, I, I thought we were going to get you and McGregor actually because they're talking about uh, Obi Wan. Well, yeah, I had thought that, that you might see him as well when he saw like when I saw Yoda, but yeah. I think. Yeah, no, probably, probably didn't need to, did they? No, no. I know it was grand. Yoda was just great, and obviously he kind of helps mm. Luke to, to turn mm. around and and sort of see sense um, to an extent. But yeah, I think it's um, and and Luke yeah. himself manages to be a kind of force ghost, even though he's not dead or, or something. Well, he basically is uh, able to project himself through the force. Is, is that new? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Mm. Um, basically, I mean that that was a fantastic sequence. Um, mm. Well, the whole. So, what, what was the name of the place? You, crate. The, crate. The, the whole everything. Crate. I thought was really beautiful. Yeah. I think they, they they really put their focus on that as the last what, half hour or so. But yeah, uh, it was what, yeah. Salt, salt land, I guess, on, on red, and it just the way it, white on red just looks great. It was I mean, really really yeah. beautifully done. I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms of the cinema, cinematography, just fantastic. Mm. Although, I mean, the different locations. I guess um, yeah. Tr- trying to think of locations they've not done yet. They've, they've done sand. They've done snow. They've done water. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they've done forest. Yeah, yeah they got um, clouds, clouds, clouds. Clouds. Yeah. Um, so now salt is the. Yeah. Well, um, I think they're going to run in it. the. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember. It was. I think it was in the. Was it a beach. Mexico? No, it wasn't in Mexico. It was one of the, uh, Mexico or in South America. Basically, kind of salt flats. Okay. Um, so, so what, 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 what natural? They haven't done tarmac yet. Maybe that's the next it's one. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ten, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't waste things. Um, I haven't done laser water actually. Yeah, and the crate was very good. Um, I did think I was, was like, when it was sort of, I sort of looked at my watch and it was about two hours three. And I was like, oh, I haven't got mm. to crate yet. Like, how much is there mm. going to be? And obviously, yeah, it's a, yeah, it a good extended section there. It all, yeah, the way it all kind of Fair comes place. together. And, and yeah, um, so that was my other favourite thing, I think, was Luke and Kylo showdown. Um, yeah. Where you brought in the uh, strike me down line. I was glad to see that on pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it didn't uh, quite go to the yeah, and that was a better way of putting it than yes, I've become more yeah. powerful than you can possibly imagine because yeah, which is because actually that is just a bit of a weird line that everyone says. Well, it's, it's definitely not more powerful than you <laughs> the fact that he, basically the ability to kind of pop up and say give some brief guidance to Luke here and there is not exactly more powerful than you can possibly imagine unless he's just trying to scare Vader when he says it. Um, well, Vader's just got a really unimpressive imagination. <laughs> yeah, crate was. Um, was a very, very good sequence. Um, and it brought everyone together nicely. So we had Finn doing his flying towards the cannon, yeah. Rose knocking him off course. Which yeah, is, yeah. And it had, it had that nice line, uh, don't fight what you hate, save what you love. Yeah, which is that's a good. Very, very well good. put. Um, and also, you obviously see a bit of development of Poe's character there, of him mm. obviously in the contrast to the opening scene where he just kept going 
to try and get the bombers to destroy yeah, okay. the, the yeah. dreadnought. He says, "No, pull out! Don't don't do it. It's not worth it. So it's not worth sacrificing mm. that many people for that." Um, well, on that, I mean, well, yeah. So we haven't really talked about the resistance section. Obviously, no. that's a whole plot section. All the stuff that goes on on board the the, um, the cruiser there. So, and what? Yeah, what were your well, I think on... part of why we've not talked about it is because, I, I mean, it's fine, but it's just not the key. But like, so, so things like no. well, everything where they send off Rose and Finn to the casino, mm. I think we could have lost a lot of that. I mean, it, it feels yeah. like maybe it's setting up stuff for the next one that location, but I, I don't know. Um, mm. The the whole uh, Laura Dern's character, whose name escapes me. Uh, the, the... Vice Admiral Holdy. That's yeah. the one. Um, I did wonder whether she was there to be Leia because because Carrie Fisher had, had passed on, but um, I, no. I, apparently apparently not. Um, so I mean, it was it was it kind of set it up and it does well, and, and it kind of shows the losses. So many of their people died mm. again. Yeah, um, and it was it was competent. Uh, rather yeah, it was than fine. inspiring. It yeah, so. it wasn't. I mean, yeah. I think that the bombing attack. The, 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 so the bit with um, so that's Rose's sister. He's in the bomber. Yeah, with yeah. The, the controls. She's trying to get to. Yeah, I think that was all. Kind of quite dramatic and, and, and kind of well, well done. Um, yeah, it feels like Star Wars often starts with a big, a big action sequence. Yeah, and yeah. that that was that one, and and it was it was fine. But it's not. I think it's, it's a lot of people love that kind of stuff. It's it's not why I like Star Wars. I, I'm much more drawn to kind of the, the character dynamics. Yeah, um, which you got later on. Yeah, I think it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it, one thing that it does get me is so the, the the ability of very small fighters to destroy gigantic battle cruisers. Mm. Is you kind of slightly think, well, yeah, <laughs> should, should those ships really just completely explode quite so easily? Well, it's there's Star Wars, there's a load it? of <laughs> lot of bombs that the bombers managed to drop on the dreadnought. Mm. Fine, but they basically it basically completely destroys it and it makes it explode. Yeah. And it's sort of a chain reaction. You kind of think they'd they'd build a, a system where reactions. kind of uh, <laughs> one bit gets blown up, but the rest of it manages to stay stay going. But um, yeah. But you see that. I mean, obviously, that's the, that is classic Star Wars. Like the, obviously, yeah. I think in in uh, Episode Six, you see that the Super Star Destroyer. There, there's one one fighter crashes into the bridge. Yes, of, and, it and I guess it's the whole theme of of Star Wars throughout is the kind of the the the, the large villainous empire um, underestimating the small guys. So, right yeah. from the first scene where you've got the two droids in the pod, and like, oh, forget that. There's no problem, and that obviously causes the downfall. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even the, the 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 Ewoks, I guess, symbolise that as well. Yes. But, so that the whole kind of plot device of the <clears throat> they're kind of tracked through hyperspace and they're essentially chasing the cruiser. So, so uh, mm. from what I gathered, basically the cruiser was able to go faster than the big ships. So they're so they basically able to outrun them until yeah. while they has fuel. But what I didn't quite understand is why they couldn't have sent. And they did talk about their their fighters will pull back, but like mm. why they couldn't have just sent the Empire couldn't the First Order rather should have, couldn't have sent like two hundred Tie fighters. To just bombard yeah. and take down the cruiser because they obviously could have fired, flown faster than them. I didn't quite get why they couldn't have done that. No, I, I don't know but whether it's just one of those um, because you need the plot to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you can put it down to hubris, yeah. I guess, or, or, or what have you. But um... yeah, and they just wanted to wait it out. And uh, uh, yeah, unless they could, maybe they're worried about the fighters being taken out because they don't necessarily or, or would have would have mm. been more vulnerable at short range. But Kylo Ren obviously does quite a lot of damage in his fighter. <laughs> Um, yes, yes, yes. Of course, when he goes straight in there, yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the bits, I, so we, just, uh, we haven't talked much about Leia. Yes. Um, as you say, this wasn't really going to be her film. Mm. Um, I think it, it's obviously very sad. We're not going to see her again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very much so. 
she she didn't have huge amounts. She kind of we got to see her kind of as this general. Which we kind of we saw in episode seven, and mm. it's nice to have that cemented. Um, There's a weird thing where she kind of got blasted out into space and then just floated around a bit and then was fine, which I didn't. Yeah, I think well, basically you kind of see that, she, that she's obviously is unrealistic because in, in reality, well, my understanding is as soon as you if you if you're out in space, you'd basically immediately. It's pretty quick, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because the blood, well, blood pressure. Um, I think so. Although they, they did the same thing in um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is equally accurate on every level, I imagine. So um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but no, I, no, I did. I think I thought that was fine. Obviously, her using the force. You see her using the force. I think they could. She could have, she could have had a slightly better posture as she mm. came back. Like the whole kind of one hand in front of her to kind of it, zoom back in just seemed a bit like. I don't know. It just seemed a bit. It felt like a dream cheap. sequence to me. Yeah, it was a bit dream sequencey. Um, yeah, and so, yeah. So I think obviously it showed her using the force, and that was, int- and it was basically a plot device for her then to be in a coma and set up the confrontation yes. between Poe yeah. and Holdo, which is fine. But yeah, just yeah, and obviously in that explosion, the bomb like that basically killed Admiral Akbar. Mm. Classic Star Wars. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's basically, and I know. I mean, the voice actor he had played. I don't know if they had a different voice actor in for episode seven, but the voice actor did die. Um, I think it was the same for episode seven. um, I think. Yeah, so that that was kind of a way of they sort of killed him off quite quickly. It didn't Mm. give him that much of a send off. Um, No, although I guess with the certain expanded universe. Oh, so, so so many beloved characters. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's Uh, tricky. But I I mean, since they killed most of the. uh, most, well, they've what, destroyed five planets in the last one without no one really noticing too much. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the Republic, yeah, which, which again, I mean, yeah. that's a, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing that we haven't, probably haven't got no. time to go into too much, but um, no. kind of what's going on in the galaxy as a whole in terms of, obviously, you've got mm. the first, so it implies that the First Order are kind of pressing their advantage militarily across the galaxy. They're sort of um, oppressing people. But um, what kind of state mm. are the First Order in at the end of the film? You basically got... Mm. Snake's gone, so they're big. They're yeah. kind of the big, and that was one of the most surprising things, I suppose, is that Snake had been really set up yeah. as the big bad. Yeah, for this we don't know who he is, and we still have no idea who he is, where he came from, yeah. really what his motivations were. Other than, and, and I wonder if we'll ever find out whether because it would be seem odd in episode nine to say, oh, by the way, that guy is dead now. This is what he's all about. Uh, I, I no, you're more, yeah, they're, they're more likely to fill that detail in through kind of novels and novels mm. and comics, I expect. Which again, but it's, it's, I mean, but it's a great, great for Kylo's progress and and the, to see him kind of like taking some of the same steps, I guess, Darth Vader yeah. did in terms of. Yeah, um, it's uh, just I mean, how well, I think that's the thing is I mean how much of a leader is he going to because I mean because mm. Hux is just a, he's just a sniveling wreck. Yeah, his whole yeah. kind of long live the supreme leader sort of thing. Yes. He's so pathetic. Well, if, if I was being forced choked, I might do the same thing. But, yeah, well, true, but like he, he's clearly he's just pathetic, really. Um, and yes. Yes. Uh, so you basically got these two fairly young men who are kind of now notionally in charge of the first order, mm. but how 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 much is is Kylo Ren really going to be able to yeah lead and be the kind of the new supreme leader? Yeah. He's not going to be able to even things like at, at uh, Great where he just decides to like every single cannon, every single weapon at, at Luke. Yeah, clearly, yeah. Well, he's so responsible, and his decisions then basically allow the resistance to. And Luke knows that's why he does mm. it. Yeah, Kylie yeah. will do that, but he basically enables the resistance to get away um, through his own hubris and his his personal emotional reasons allow mm. him to basically cloud his judgment, and, and that's the thing. He's very very impulsive and um, 
emotionally unstable. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a great, a great moment. Obviously, yeah, with Luke being kind of absolutely bombarded. Obviously, the projection yeah. of Luke. Because you don't. I think that's the thing. You don't. It's not until the lightsaber blade goes through him do you first think, hang on, no, this isn't actually Luke. You kind of think he must have. Yeah. You, you kind of assume, oh, he's got his like, he's got his X-wing, but because you see his X-wing underwater earlier on, you think, mm. oh, he must have done the old drag that out of the water trick, flown off, yes, got classic. there, yeah, snip, yeah. snuck in, and. Um, Come because in. they do kind of comment with they're like, "How did he even get there?" And think, okay, we should have should have picked up on that, but yeah, but it's very well done. I mean, it's a fantastic. Obviously, hit the scene between Luke and Leia is yeah very emotive and, and yeah. Yeah, it's pretty well done. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, and it's, it's it's nice. And obviously, overall, it's that they had a kind of a final scene mm. together. Obviously, given yeah, yeah. So, be interesting to see what they do next with that because I, I I don't think we've seen the last of Luke. I think I think. Personally, I think we'll see a, a force ghost of, uh, I of Mark Hamill. I, th- I think um, so. I'm, I'm sure we will. Um, I thought, cause I, I, I thought, you, you see him looking at the sunset. I thought I saw like a ship flying towards him. I clearly right. miss. I clearly I like didn't saw that. wrong. No. Um, okay. I, think, I, I think. I suppose I was thinking, what's he looking at? And thought, oh, he must have right. been seeing someone coming. Well, he's, he's looking at the uh, the two suns in a, in a nice callback, but. Uh, in terms of an echo of when we first saw him, this is his yeah. kind of finale, and it's very yeah, very powerful, moving way into the, the way the cloak kind of just flies away in Obi Wan style. Yeah, yeah. Um, so well, it, his, I mean, like more fell. I'm sure we'll see him yes. again. But I mean, they've said in terms of on, on Leia, they've said yeah. that they're not. I don't know whether they stick to this, I'm not sure. But well, they've they've, they've bounced back and forth, but yeah, that's uh, they're not going to recast and they're not going to do CGI. Hmm. But so I, th- I mean, I was talking about to. Um, to, to Beth, my wife, about it earlier, saying oh, yeah. that essentially they had there was no gap between episodes seven and eight. Yeah, there probably will be a several year gap between eight and nine in terms of ty- the Star Wars mm, timeline. They'll yeah, probably yeah, yeah. have a bit of time, and, and essentially they'll probably have Leia essentially die off screen or be off scene, retire. Yeah, some, I mean, you somehow. could do a kind of the pain of losing Han and losing Kylo, well, effectively losing Kylo. And losing a brother, uh, fairly close together. I, they they could work around. It. I don't know whether they do a kind of a funeral scene or something. Because mm. I, I obviously you can't. I don't think they'll just do a line of dialogue saying, "Oh yeah, Leia's gone." Um, no, they need to do more. It did have to be in the opening crawl, or they'd have to start with a funeral scene or something. I think like probably that. start with a funeral. Yeah, they could have a powerful echo of uh, Padme's funeral scene at the end of episode three. Hmm. Hmm. That's true. Uh, and and we got the the chewy layer hug that. Uh, yes, that I, I thought I saw that. I thought, yeah, they made sure that that's that's noted. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't really twigged that Poe and Ray had never met. Uh, yes, I thought that was I thought that was a fun kind of thing of basically almost signalling to the audience of oh by the way they've not actually met before <laughs> yeah. not in person. But they have now. So there you go. Yeah, it's interesting thing. Obviously, looking ahead to episode nine a bit in terms mm. of where the, the end of the film sets you up. I think. Obviously, it's trying to do a few different things. Basically, these are the last few rebellion uh, re- um, resistance fighters. Resistance, yeah. Easy, easy, easy mistake to make. Yeah. Um, completely di- but completely also, different. Kind of, see, obviously, you see this. To, I'm sure at some point they refer to themselves as rebels. But anyway, um, yeah. carry on. <laughs> Finn calls himself rebel scum. Um, yes. Yeah, but yeah. it's interesting that so Ro- the dynamic between Finn and Rose, and obviously she's kind of fallen for him romantically. Mm. Gives him a kiss, um, on, and, and how? Yeah. See, there's a slight thing of how they actually managed to get from where they are on crate back to the thing <laughs> without the thousands of troops who are standing pretty close to them, not <laughs> seeing. There's that, but we'll just let that slide. It's the force, but um, yeah, I, I obviously, so there's a clearly, and he's quite sort of tender towards her at the end. There's obviously he, he is, but I, I, 
I, her and Ray. So, him so and I was, Ray as yeah, well. him and Ray is is the relationship that I I think. Well, that's the one I want to see. I think based off episode seven, that, that was I guess why I was disappointed we didn't see that at all in this one. Apart from kind of when he came out of his coma, where it was you must have yeah. lots of questions. How's Ray? And, and yeah. she asked after him. So you can see they're both thinking of each other and, and regular listeners to the podcast will know I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, romantic subplots mm. so uh, I'd, I'd like yeah, to yeah well it's, that's, that's, that's an interesting one isn't it in terms of what, what's ha- is, is that going to set up like a tension a tension kind of dynamic between her and Finn and Rose um, yeah. for the next film yeah I, I was surprised they went that way with Rose I didn't think that's what we were going to get but uh, yeah Star Wars is funny with their well, we all know the most memorable kiss in Star Wars history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, was, was brother and sister. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I can slightly see that kind of potentially being a thing that sends Ray off to, to a more kind of, not towards the dark side, but um, kind of be more separate and mm, kind of pursue the Jedi way yeah. more so. Um, I think there's going to be, I mean, I think obviously it was that it's interesting that they really set it up to be the final scene they even the way they kind of panned out to see mm. all of them in the Falcon, and then they switched to this scene of these young kids on the kid in the on, stable on Canto um. Bite. I hadn't quite picked up. I, someone mentioned in a review saying that the boy pulls. I didn't hadn't quite spotted that the boy pulled the broom to himself using the Force. Apparently, yes, yeah, so I did spot that. Yeah, I, I, did, I, I yeah, I, I think quite that's... seen that. That's what made me think that maybe that whole that whole subplot was was building towards the next episode, and because you think is is he just he's got to be, because because of that brain movement, he, is he's somewhat important as opposed to as opposed to just a, a symbol of hope. Uh, yeah, I certainly it, it, I think it's both, isn't it? Is 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 I don't know whether he particularly will be in the next one, but I mean, could you'd expect probably would be having what been could the last go wrong with screen. building a Star Wars film around a young kid? Eh? Yes. Yeah, but, but I think they'll, they'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do plot wise in episode nine now. Because, and, and that's the yeah. big thing for me, because I think that, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do with these characters. Coming out of episode seven, there were very clearly defined kind of puzzles of who yeah. is Ray, who is Snoke, um, yeah, what's, what's Ben doing. And this is more kind of, we've just opened up this whole vista and we don't know what's happening. It's, it's not kind mm. of particular riddles to, or, or well, honest questions. Yeah, so he, ha- so that's, they, they've sewn up a lot of the plot lines. So Snoke. Mm done raised parents sorted luke out of the picture yep. apart from being a force they yep. found him he's going to be a force ghost kylo prob- i mean i i i thought kylo was going to have a kind of uh, the same kind of redemption arc that vader did but i suspect they can't we don't know now. but really i suppose they're away from it yeah yeah and i think yeah so it's wide open so it really has mm. so yeah it, for the middle part of a trilogy it's actually sewn things up because mm. my, my friend Spence is, he's a big star wars fan yeah he, mm. he was kind of I think one of the things he took away from it was he wished there'd been a bigger cliffhanger like at the end of uh, of Empire. Mm. And I, I, I get where he's coming from, but I and I don't have the same kind of desperate urge to, to find out various things, but I think the, leaving it wide open is, is more interesting plot-wise than mm. just solving well, one thing. Well, I mean, it opens it up for ep- episode nine to be completely different. It could be very different like. film, yeah. very different mm. plot-wise, and how, how they kind of... I suppose how they wrap it up, how, whether it's possible mm. to introduce... Some kind of new threat of some sort of, of, of a bigger yeah. order than just Kylo, because Kylo. Uh, that's that's my my reaction slightly to your saying about Kylo Ren as a mm. Star Wars bad, baddie. I just he's not a kind of a big bad in the same way as the Emperor came. He's not. Okay. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't. Well, ha- maybe he'll grab, maybe he'll move up to that, and because I mean, obviously, as the new supreme leader. Yeah, potentially. I, I think you just. I think in terms of as a major villain, you need someone mm. slightly big. Uh, you need something slightly more um, urgent 
or something else to kind of. Although I'd feel a know. bit robbed if we just kind of. If in the next one you say, oh, there's someone more powerful pulling the strings, because that feels yeah. like they've done that. I guess that was no, just no, like no, em- they empire, wouldn't, no, they wouldn't be able thing. to do that. I mean, that's the thing. It is, mm. It's going to be a real tricky needle to thread um, mm. because, yeah, how, how they introduce a, yeah something that's more... I think it needs to be more than just, oh, Kylo Ren is still doing bad stuff. Mm. Um, it needs to be some kind of... Slight, almost like a slightly more galactic level thing. There's a kind of a... A wider mm. threat, obviously, because we actually saw a very narrow kind of range of characters and, and events in this film. It's basically mm, fair, the resistance yeah. escaping from their base. They managed to jump a short bit of light to, in light speed. We see Luke, Ray, and Chewie on Akto, mm. and obviously the, the short nipping off to Kanto Bite and back. Yeah. You don't really see, you see very little else kind of what's going on. Obviously, mm. that's probably similar to a lot of Star Wars films. But it, it's it's quite. Yeah. Um, I mean, it always felt even in yeah, kind of because oh, these these two guys are fighting each other, and because he's won this fight, that means the whole empire is saved. It, it always felt a little bit. Um, I, I know why they did it, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it'll definitely be a kind of a t- taking down Kylo, taking down the first order. But as you say, it might be more than that. Um, yes, uh, it's it's, fasc- it's going to be fascinating though um, to see how it all goes in. There you go. Well, thank you. you you've, you've definitely uh, helped me to uh, to order my thoughts on that one. I think I'll still see it again. Uh, yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm I think. I think a second but... viewing will be really inter- interesting, and I'm sure there'll be new stuff that one will pick up mm. from there. Um. I mean, I mean, yeah. Obviously, there's a whole range of different plot threads of Phasma and DJ that we haven't even touched on, partly because yes. they're fairly minor. They don't actually appear that much. Yeah. Um, I can't. I don't care too much about Phasma. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, it was quite a short sequence, and even mm. um, for someone who's supposed to be quite a powerful character, actually, I mean, she does sort of defeat Finn, but then he manages to kind of hop on this yeah. conveniently placed lift, and yes. I think she probably definitely, pretty much, definitely is dead now. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't think so. I think she'll be back. Well, we'll see. It was a bit Back to the Future, Back, back to the Future Two. He's uh, jumping off the thing, and then uh, yes, back up. yeah, there we go. We should. We should. It's, it's been uh, great discussing that, but Zijan tells me off if I go over too long. So uh, we're gonna are we going to do our move. quiz? We are going to do the quiz. We'll skip. We'll, we'll skip out the the Harrison Ford films um, as I suspected Again. we might. Maybe, uh, maybe next year. Well, maybe, yeah. well, obviously, I'm very happy to come on. Actually, probably be even more apt um, for, for yeah. when Solo: The Star Wars Story movie comes out in six in months, May, five six months time. I'm still amazed they've not bumped that onto December. But um, yeah, it was surprising. But they clearly feel that they want to get it out and I think they probably are aware that because of all the stuff around it they're a bit nervous yes. about it yes. yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine I, I, would, but... I would love to have you back in fact I've even even took the liberty of of, of uh, in, in Zijan on my, my um, podcast spreadsheet of, of penciling you in so I'm May. delighted I'll be, I'll, I'll be there Shame it's not May the fourth. That'd be that would, that would have been it's hilarious. Um, oh well. Yes, very good. Right, we move on then to a a, a Star Wars quiz. Uh-huh. Um, now, what I've done for my questions is I've just given you the names of actors and the film they appeared in, and you've got to tell me the character they okay, played. Okay, that's good. Which I'm disturbed by how well you managed to do that in our discussion so far. So I'm thinking maybe five oh, from five. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Yes. I've got, I've got a, I've got a couple that are related to this film and a few that are other ones that I just thought might okay. be interesting. But yeah, you go first. I kick off. Um, former Hull City football manager Phil Brown uh, in episode four. Who did he play? Is it actually it him? It's not. It's not actually him. No. But it's um, Phil, same name. An actor called Phil Brown. Yeah. I've gone for more more obscure ones. But I don't know. One of the I'm going to guess one of the Imperial officers on the Death Star. But uh, no, Phil Brown played Uncle Owen. Okay, 
Did not know that. Yeah. Very good. There you go. What is the link between Rogue One and the Resistance cruiser that we see in The Last Jedi? Okay. Um, is it is the Resistance cruiser manned by the Rogue One team? Is it Rogue One? No. No. It's uh, it's called the Radus. Which okay. you may remember is, that's the name of the so the Mon Calamari general yes. who, uh, in Rogue One, the guy who looks like Admiral Ackbar but isn't. Yeah. Um, but he, he's General Radus, Admiral Radus, and um, okay. the cruiser that they're on is called the Radus. I am not going to score well on this thing. That's okay, fine. Um, that's fine. Okay, question two. Um, John Hollis in episode five. Um, is that Lobot? That is Lobot. Very oh, good. Good stuff. Who apparently is credited only as um, Lando's aide or something like this. It really, but, yeah. Uh, but, maybe but, didn't have a name at the time. But Lobot yeah. is, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so this, this, this is not a Star Wars knowledge one, but it's an interesting one. So I looked okay. at it What is the lowest grossing Star Wars film to date? This is according to the numbers.com website. And is this just of the main eight? Yes. This... There's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the main eight, yeah. So um, lowest grossing, and that's it's, it's both kind of US and globe and, and globally. And has that it's, been adjusted for uh, for inflation? I'm not sure, not necessarily. I'm gonna say um, it's Return of the Jedi. That's a good guess, but it's not. It's actually Empire Strikes Back. Is it? Okay. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, it's not adjusted for inflation properly. I don't think. Can I say because but... episode four has been re-released three times and everyone saw it a dozen times? Yeah, I thought yeah. the second one maybe would have um, got more in. Yeah, I I it's interesting because Empire often comes up for a lot of people's lists. It's often right at the mm. top, um, and everyone was... everyone went to see the prequels because everyone yes, that's true. Everyone yeah. had hope. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah, cinema is a much bigger thing now. Apparently. Well, is it anyway? That's different. Who knows? A good question um, for a different time. As, uh, yes. as says. Yeah, uh, question three: yeah. uh, Michael Carter in episode six. Oh. Mm. Uh, is it a uh, Crix Ma- uh, Medine? It's uh, Bib Fortuna. Oh, Bib Fortuna. Uh, okay, he's the uh, the Twi'lek in Jabba's palace. That's the one. Yeah, very good. Uh, okay, so on which planet and I, slash moon did Poe Dameron grow up? Um, I have literally no idea, so I am going to make up a. It's a well, it's a well known planet. Oh, it's a well known one, is it? Okay. Star Wars. Um, planet slash moon. Planet slash moon. I'm going to go for Endor. Um, I don't guess. know if they had any any humans on Endor. But, it's a good uh, guess, but no, it actually is Yavin 4, which is the, the planet that they're on at the end of um, episode 4, the, the, the okay. jungle kind of planet. Oh, that's cool. Up there. cool. Right, I think I'll get this one. Um, from episode 2, Tamura Morrison. Uh, Django Fett. Django Fett, very good. And, and also all paid... the plane troopers, basically. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And also apparently played like... Counselor or Commander or something in episode 3 but I'm guessing that's because he was one of the clones in that one. Um, yes, yeah, Commander Cody and he's credited as a possible. Very good, very good. Um, right, I need I need this one to stay in the yes. game. Um, so which planet are celebration... Yeah, they need to get 2 out of 4 I think. Well, no, 3 out of 4. Which, okay. so what planets are celebrations shown on at the end of The Return of the Jedi, the DVD version? The re- remastered. Yeah, remastered to so say the... the, uh, the Yes. Oh boy. Well, it shows basically a few different ones. Yeah, I, I know the scenes. Um, I'm pretty sure Endor. If you're if you're counting moons. Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of a issue because they obviously they're there already. It's the way. Is that, but, oh, you, you go for just the cutting. Okay, fine. The ones. Uh, the, as well. the one that Jar Jar's from. Um, yeah. Uh, which I can't remember the name. Well, of. I'll give. It, oh yeah, Nib- Naboo. Naboo. Nib- oh, Nib- right. I'll give you that one. 
uh, Tatooine, probably. Yes, there is, yeah. Which is surprising because um, it's not even an Imperial controlled planet. <laughs> um, you give me that one. You only want I'll one. give you that one. But, you're, no, you're generous. So the other two are Coruscant, which is the main capital city planet, and oh, yeah, Bespin, yeah, yeah. Cloud City. Oh, of course, um, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did think. When I saw it the other day, I was like, hang on, Tatooine, really? <laughs> anyway, excuse me. Yeah, but yes, anyway. the, I do remember the. the Horrendously crowbarred in um, Naboo. Yes, Wisa Free, which is not. Yeah, there we go. Yes, okay. Um, um, to finish off, then, question five. Um, I might pronounce this wrong. Kiran Shah. That's K I R A N. S H A H. Kiran Shah in episode yeah. seven. Um, it's a tough one to finish, I'll be honest. Uh, um, I, I, gosh, I don't know. Um, uh, I can't even. Yeah, I've got he's, he's on. No, he's on Jakku. If that's a bit of a. Um, it's not on Coplot because that was Simon Pegg. Mm. Um, I almost went for Simon Pegg, but I thought no, I'll give you a tough one to finish. Um, yeah, I don't know. Give up. No, it's uh, uh, Tito. Oh uh, yes, yeah, Tito. Yeah, okay. And okay, which so... means I can pull level with this one. Yeah. Actually. Turn off the books. Um, what is the name? <laughs> this quite, uh, you might get some. What are the names of the horse-like creatures that are kept for racing at Canto Bite? Oh yeah, I've no idea. I, I know the creatures you're talking about, obviously, but um, no, I don't. I, they were called James Lee. No, <laughs> they were the the Fathiers. Um, Very good. Like, like fathers, but with an iron fathiers. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you have maintained the tradition of me always leaving at quizzes. Congratulations. It's been a pleasure as always, James. No, no, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I hope you managed to get cut this down to size, but yeah. It was, um... Yeah, let's see. Let's see what's up. So, uh, as I'm looking at now, we've gone to nearly an hour and a half. I'll, I'll see if I can cut some time out of that. Yeah, um, that's fine. I'm sure there's some. But some maybe, I should re- maybe I should release the extended cut. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Exclusive edition. Um, subscribers yes. only. Yes, yes. If you want to pay extra money to hear more, James, <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't? Who, who wouldn't? I, I, I know. Who I could would. pay more just to listen to another hour or so of me chantering, yes. chantering on about Star Wars. Well, you keep um, recording. I'm, I'm going to switch off. But you can... <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. Well, no, um, thank you. Let thanks me, for let having me just, again. Thank, thank you very much. Before before I switch off, I will just um, tell the, the listeners what we're doing next time. So um, in a couple of weeks, uh, ZJ and I will be doing our now annual look back at the year gone and preview of the year to come. That will include the uh, the second annual CZ of Movies Awards. Uh, we'll be talking uh, about that. Because um, yeah. it will be 2018 by then. It will. Uh, how are you spending New Year's, James? I don't know yet. Yes, we're probably playing some board games of some sort. Classic. I will be playing board games. In highly uh, not non-geeky way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going up partying? No, I will play board games. No. I'll play board games and have a nice cup of tea. That's Absolutely. Be, yeah. Great fun. <laughs> Great. Well, it's been a pleasure, uh, as I say. Uh, thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks so much. Bye.